Romans chapter 8. Amen. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Let me say something here. If you do not have a desire, if you don't have a desire to be great in life, if you don't have a desire to be much more than you are, if your dream is very narrow, if it's not humility, let me tell you, it's not a sign of humility, it's not a sign of spirituality, it's not humility, thank you. No, it is humility. You know, fake humility is called humility. It is not, it, it does not mean you are pious. It does not mean you are religious. It you are wee, wee. <laughs> Don't let me go there this morning. It is not, take your word, I give you Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. You know, someone actually sent me a message. Say, ah, say, I never knew that if you have Jesus, you could have everything. Well, that's not the topic for today. But you understand. It is not a sign of humility. It's a sign that something fundamentally is wrong with you. It's a sign that the devil is robbing you. It's a sign that you are not a responsible child of God. That's what it means. It's a sign. Jesus said, I must walk the walk of him that sent me while yet is day. So he came here on a mission. He came here on a purpose. You and I are here on a mission. And not something small. Our mission is not to own a car, buy a house. There are fringe benefits that comes with it. Our mission is to make a mark, to show for the glory of God, to make a mark, to be a blessing to humanity. The world is waiting for us. So if you are not dreaming, if you don't have something to offer, if you are not, you know, if you are not, if you are contented with where you are, if you are contented with who you are, then you are not responding both to the call of God upon your life and to the need of humanity that you are meant to serve. Hallelujah. When we're talking about greatness, it's not one, it's not some self-centered, selfish something. It's a responsibility. It's a call. It's a demand. You are here for a reason. You are here for a purpose. You are here on a mission. You are here to be an answer. If the right brothers did not respond, we will not be flying today, maybe. Praise God. And the development of that, that transportation has helped will probably not be here. Amen? If certain medical doctors and researchers and pharmaceutical researchers had not invented as small as penicillin is. Some of you, you know what penicillin is? A lot of people died of bacteria. They were dying in mass of bacteria. Why? But somebody came one day and invented penicillin and elongated the lifespan of man, which is in accordance to the will, to the will of God for man. Praise God. Poverty was poverty, sickness, Disease, suffering, murder was never part of the package, even before the fall of man. Praise God. The purpose of God for man has not changed from the creation of, of the earth. Amen. Everything God has done since then was to salvage man and be able to return him back to his original plan and purpose for him. Praise God. And God has called you and I to serve. And the world is waiting because the world is in a need. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you have an attitude that, uh, you know, an attitude of waiting concern me, an attitude of, no, just me, I don't want to, I don't want to be rich. Oh. Me, I don't want to be great. Oh. I just don't want me go to school, get married, give up to, <sighs> give up to two or three children and live happily right after. That's all. You have missed the mark. Hello. You have what? You have denied the call of God upon your life. 
You see, when I was growing up, we thought, when we say call of God, we limited call of God to call to the full-time ministry. Mm -mm. That is not the call of God. God called Daniel to be an administrator and an aristocrat. Praise God. And he delivered in that, in that office. God called Joseph to be an administrator, a negotiator, a counselor, praise God, and a prime minister. And he delivered. There was no church eating or temple, anything. But yet, there was a call of God. Listen to me, guys. When we talk about call of God, it's not, I mean, <laughs> we grew up in the same church. And then when we talk about call of God in those days, it's always ministry. Do you have a call of God upon your life? Yes. What is the call of God? To be a pastor. To be a singer. To be an intercessor. To be a teacher. To be a missionary. That was all what call of God was limited to. There's a call of God upon your life. To be a fashion designer. The fashion thing is not the, an end in itself. It's simply a means to an end. Jesus said, go you into all the words. Amen? The word of fashion. Who would manifest Christ in the word of fashion? A pastor? Oh no, they will not listen to a pastor. As a matter of fact, he's not welcomed. Mm -hmm. Praise God. But God, the, the, the world of fashion needs people like you. Who will become the Gucci of our time. Versace and all the other ones. Praise God. Of our time. Who will become name? Listen to me. LGBT, all those things, they are traveling today because certain people that are financially strong are funding them. Certain people who have become prominent in different fields of human endeavor are funding them, are okaying them. Amen. Some of those people who are suffering, some of us will never have access to them. Now, if I ask you now, there are certain things you are doing now that gives you access to some people in that level. That gives people access to people in that field, right? If you don't do, the, if you're not doing those things, will you have access to people in, in that in that field? No, you won't. Amen. And if you're in that field and you are a mediocre in that field, how will you be a voice? How will you be an influence? Do you understand what I'm saying? How will you be able to? Why will you command respect? Why will people listen to you? When they can listen to you about the work you are doing, when you talk about Jesus, they will listen to you. Hello. So don't ever get this idea that, no, pastors, stop, just, just, just tell us Jesus loves us and let us go home. Amen. The more I read Bible every day, the more I discover that God is eager to make us, to show forth his glory. What I mean to show for this glory is not by clapping hands off. Or say, glory, Lord. How does that glorify God? You want to see glory? Go to the sea. And see the, 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 the whales move in their ability. Like, wow, right? Go to the air and see an eagle, for example, gliding and displaying. They are showing for the glory of God. How? By the skills and the ability that is innate in them. You have something that is innate with you to show for God's glory that will wow the world in which you live in. For some is music, to some is production, to some is fashion designing, to some is writing, to, to some is teaching. Praise God. 
So you must first of all have this mentality that you are here on a mission. Listen to me. Money is a fringe benefit. Money will come. Will just be a follow-up. Do you understand? Money is a byproduct. And you will have that money in abundance. So for the earnest expectation, listen to me. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, people are waiting for me. People are in need of me. They are in need of what I carry. They are in need of why I'm here. I am the reason. I'm, I, they are the reason why God sent me. Amen. They are the reason God sent me. I'm here on a mission. I'm here to offer something. I'm here to give some people oh, a sign of relief. Ah, oh, thank God you came. Have you ever been in trouble and somebody came and solved the problem? How do you feel? Ah, oh, thank God you came. Maybe you have been under the sun for a long time and you know been waiting for all kinds and then somebody comes your way or you have tracked and tracked and somebody comes your way and says, oh, where are you going? Say, oh, where have you been all this while? Hello. And you say, oh, Father, I thank you. I say, thank God for you. Anybody experience something like that? Or maybe you are trying to solve a problem and somebody came and they said, oh, why don't you do like that, like that, like that? And you did it like that and like, wow. Like, wow. Thank God you came. Do you understand? People are waiting to say, thank God you came. There are millions all over the world who are waiting. And they are the reason why God sent you. You must develop a sense of responsibility. You must develop a sense of purpose. Amen? Every man that became great, they became great trying to solve the problem of humanity. The world was waiting for them. Hallelujah. The world is waiting for you. Tell us, I said the world was waiting for me. The world is waiting for me. I have something that God has sent me. Sent me with. To deliver to this world. Amen. They are waiting. You are like a water tanker. To a people who are in need of water. Amen. You carry something on the inside of you. So you have to live with a sense of purpose. With a sense of responsibility. You have to be conscious that look I'm here for a reason. He said, for the NX expectation. Can you see the way the, the Bible, the way the Bible qualifies their expectation? Eager. Anticipation. Amen. They are waiting. You will get to an organization and they will thank God you came. You're like, wow. This is the best employee you have ever employed in this place. As soon as she came, everything changed. Everything changed. A man employee, there's a staff of a particular organization and for some reason the, the owner just got, you know, crazy. I said, you, you are always making everybody laugh. You are always doing this. You are always doing that. You are always doing this. You, you are always doing this. You are always making people laugh. He sacked her. And then a few months later, they discovered that their productivity rate dropped. And then you are like, what's, what's going on? Everywhere, everywhere is sad, everywhere is moody, and they are, I mean, they are, they are level of performance dropped. And then after, you know, the employee, you know, Americans, whenever there's a problem, they always apply scientific, scientific method to solve the problem. Employing an expert to, you know, to check what's going on and all that. And then they discover, oh, somebody was here that was not particularly productive in terms of being able to do skill work like everybody. But she was a delight 
no matter who is bored, no matter who is angry, no matter who is upset, no matter who is down, no matter who is depressed, when she gets there, they liven up and they're able to do better. Praise God. The man said, let them bring her back. Amen. They brought her back in less than three months. Their sales, their whatever, jump three or four times. Tell somebody, I carry something. I am here on a mission. You will not be living in purpose if you are working somewhere or you are somewhere and your, your departure is not missed. Something is wrong. It's like you are in the wrong place or you are not living the fullness of your life. God hates lack of productivity. He abhors it. Praise God. Jesus gave us a parable of, of a farmer, of a man that owns a tree. He said, we'll go and cut down the tree. He said, I planted this tree for a while and that thing is coming out. That is God's attitude towards lack of productivity, lack of impact. Praise God. It is only religion that say, no, ah, my head, thou, you just stay. No. God wants, he said, he said, he said, you have not chosen, but I've chosen you. That you may what? That you may bear fruits. That you may be productive. The purpose of my choosing you is so that you can live a productive life. Not so you could occupy space. You know, they say matter is so, mass and occupy space. Uh-uh. You are more than matter. Praise God. But you matter. Do you understand? You leave an indelible mark. You step somewhere. Three months, you are gone. Six months after you are gone. One year after you are gone. Two years after you are gone, they are still referring to you. People that did not meet you in that organization, they know your name. They can show, oh, she brought this idea. Oh, she created this concept. Oh, she drawn up this system. Oh, he, do you understand what I'm saying? You're not here. Listen to me. You must live with the consciousness of a responsible person. If you live ordinary, anyhow, life, you are a waste to God. Amen? You are a waste. You, you did not, you are not, you are, what glory are you adding? How are you showing for his glory? Praise God. So for the earnest expectation of what? Any day you wake up in the morning, let me see. I don't know why I keep going back today. Just tell yourself, people are waiting for me. They are waiting for my books. They are waiting for my songs. Mr. Moore here told me the story. I mean, you know this song. When trouble comes, Jehovah sees, Jehovah kills, is my peace. When trouble rose. Listen to me. There was a governor who had court case. You know, his election was being challenged. And he was always going to courts. You know, a lot of students will understand this. When you resume school and you don't have accommodation, you know there's no peace for you. Your life is disorientated. Praise God. You are, you, you are, you are not able to plan. You are not able to do anything. You are scattered. That's how it is for a politician who have office, but the legal system have not said you are the rightful owner. You cannot plan. You cannot do anything. You cannot sleep. You cannot sign anything comfortably. You cannot progress. You cannot do anything. That was the situation in the life of that man. He was in the limbo. So every day he goes to court. 
when it's coming out, he will play the song. When trouble rose, Jehovah sees, Jehovah knows. He kept singing that song. That song was comforting him and assuring him. Amen? That song kept comforting him and assuring him. That song kept comforting him and assuring him. Eventually, he won the case. Listen to me. If somebody had not sung that song, where would he have been? Somebody needs you. Somebody needs something you have to go to the next level of their life. They need a book. They need that invention. They need that creative whatever product you have. Praise God. Somebody need your bread on the island. Praise God. Listen to me. Somebody, there are some of you here today, your existence is what will give some people means of livelihood. Oh, yes. That business idea that you have been pushing aside is what some people will train their children with. As long as you refuse it, they live less than they ought to live. You fail God, you hurt humanity. You suffer humanity when you refuse to take responsibility as somebody who is on a mission. Praise God. You must have that sense of responsibility. You must have that. It's not how much can you spend? How much really can you really spend for yourself? How much can you really spend? All the billionaires in the world today, how much are they really spending? Some I don't want to be rich. I just want to have a house, a car, a wife, a husband, and two children. Bible say, or wives, depending, a wife and many girlfriends. I mean, for the earnest expectation of the creation, waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Amen. And we have said again and again, they are waiting for sons of God, not Christians, not religious people. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, he said, ye are gods and all of you are the sons of the most high God. Now he's talking about people that have the nature of God, the characteristics of God, and God is a creator. Praise God. God is an initiator. God is an inventor. God is a problem solver. When God look at the creation, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth became without form and void, and darkness was all over the place. And I've read that scripture a bit, not a billion times, but several times. And it amazes me that God did not shiver in the midst of challenges. That the first thing God, the Bible tells us about God was a God that was confronted with formlessness, with darkness, with uncertainty, with emptiness, with lifelessness. How did he respond to it? This beautiful heaven and earth that we live in was a product that came out of that formlessness. You have that nature of God in you to take a formless future, a formless, a gloomy nation, a gloomy company, a gloomy idea, an empty sector, and create something out of it. Listen to me. Go to Las Vegas. Before there was Las Vegas of today, Las Vegas, before it, what it is today, was nothing but arid land. Deserts. That was what the Las Vegas of today was. What happened? They were gambling in different parts at a low level. Then they were hunting them down. No gambling, no gambling, no gambling, no gambling. They said, okay, give us one place for us to go and gamble where we are free to do what we want to do. So they look. They say, go to that place. 
very far from development. Amen. They went into a barren, arid land and formed a new city that the world today is going to meet them. That is creativity. Hello. That whether you are born again or not, we all have the nature of God in us. And that's what I've been saying here. Don't be deceived about being in church. Being in Christ takes you to heaven. But you need much more than just being in Christ. To live, you need a better understanding of being in Christ to live the fullness of your life here on earth. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. Being in Christ takes you to heaven. Hmm? But activating the fullness of the nature of God on the inside of you makes you to live this earth in a beautiful way. Bible says, the heavens of the heavens belong to God. And the earth, has he done what? Sons of, sons of, sons of, sons of, I thought he's sons of God. Sons of Abu by the gate. Is he a son of man? So this earth belongs to all of us. Look, I know sometimes there's been no proper balance in trying to teach new creation. And that's why we have people that have knowledge in the church. And then we have people outside of church who are living the life. Who are showing for the results. Because we deceive ourselves. <laughs> we are the head and not the tail. <laughs> we are the head and not the tail. But yet, your boss has now opened one chapter of the Bible all his life. So who is the head? <clears throat> because in church we are told, just serve the law. With all your heart. They don't tell you to fulfill the, God, the mandate of God upon your life. They don't tell you to follow the call of God upon your life. And the call of God upon your life is not in church. Oh. A few weeks ago, <clears throat> when we have the workers meeting, I said, redefining Christianity and church. I said, the church is a place you come to fellowship, to worship, to learn, to grow, and go out there and show for the glory of God. Praise God. This is not where to show your muzzle. Go and show your muzzle outside. In your office, in your neighborhood. That's where you show the impact of what you are being taught here. Amen. So this place is like school. Amen. So you have to pay attention. Say for the, look, if I were you, eh, I would read the scripture every day and put my name there. Go back to verse 19. Let's read it again. Let's, just let me read it so that you understand. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of David, the son of God. Nigeria is waiting for me. Africa is waiting for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has sent me forth as his son. And the world is waiting for me. I'm like a prophecy that the world is waiting for. For manifestation. Hallelujah. I'm like a promise that the world is waiting for. For, for manifestation. Woo! Hallelujah! I'm a promise fulfilled. I'm a prophecy fulfilled. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are a prophecy that the world is waiting for its manifestation. Jesus was a prophecy. The Bible talks about him in Genesis. The Bible talks about him in Malachi. The Bible talks about him in all truth, in Isaiah and all that. When he came, he manifested. He did not fail. John said, are you the one or should we look for another? 
He said, go and tell him. The blind can see. The lepers can walk. The limbs can walk. The lepers are cleansed. The dead are brought back to life. Blessed is he that is not offended in me. Do you understand? He, he gave him his performance. He gave him what he has done. Listen to me. What are you doing? What value are you adding to somebody's life? You are a promise that needs to be fulfilled. This morning, if I just stay here to establish a sense of consciousness of responsibility on us, in us, I think that should be enough. You need to wake up. You need to wake up. When you wake up, tell me, I'm not here like, like every Tom, Dick, and Ario. I'm here on a mission. I'm a promise that needs to be fulfilled. I'm a what? A promise that needs to be fulfilled. I'm a prophecy waiting for manifestation. I need to walk in tandem with the prophetic walk, with the prophetic word in my life. I need to walk in the consciousness of the prophetic walk, word over my life. Am I going to be, are they going to say, are you the one or do we look for another? Are they going to look for a substitute for me? Somebody say, when the preferable is not available, the available becomes acceptable. There are so many things we have accepted today in our political class, in our leadership, in different organizations, different fields. They are the available. They are not the preferable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They are what? They are the available. There are some songs we are still singing, everybody is singing today, not because they are the preferable, but because they are the available. Where something better comes, you will not need to tell anybody to ditch those ones and embrace the new. In your field, certain people are still making waves because you have refused to shine. You have refused to grow up. You have refused to be responsible. You have refused to do what you need to do to give them a better alternative. So, so they are subjected to accepting or receiving what's available. The world is waiting for you. The world is waiting for you. You have to just live with a sense of purpose. I'm the reason why a lot of people are dying. Yes, there are a lot of doctors, there are a lot of people today who are dying because some of us who have been called to the medical field have refused. We have just joined the bandwagon. Go to school, study medicine, and then just practice. If the guy that invented penicillin was like you, would lives have been saved? Praise God. You, can, you, can, you, have, to, you have to develop a consciousness that knows. I cannot be among the pack. I cannot be like every other person. I must be unique. I must be different. Praise God. And I know each and every one of us here, we all have dreams. In our heart that we carry. You know the greatest challenge that we have in this country? That's why poverty is one of the things the devil is using to rob us. Because this is your dream. But these are your needs. And your dream cannot immediately at this point begin to meet your needs. You abandon your dream and go after your needs. And a lot of people have walked away from their dreams in order to meet their needs. So they have become 
non-entities. You know what I mean, non-entities? It's simply non-entities. It's your dream that makes you to become a significant entity. Hello, somebody. But some other people, they have chosen to suffer lack of their needs for a while. In order to pursue their dreams. And their dreams did not only meet their need eventually, but also scale them up to live a more prosperous life. Are you with me? The job you are doing today, why are you doing it? Ah, you just to put clothes behind me and then put, put food on the table. And it sounds like, you know, that's what everybody's saying. It's a murderous statement. Yes. Murderous to your dream. So all my life, I'm just here to work and put food on the table. That's all. I must have a, a, a greater example than that. Do you understand? I must have. God didn't call me to just live at that base level. Somebody say, Pastor, can everybody become great? Yes. The Bible says so. But will everybody become great? No. It depends on who decides to become great. Yes. Jesus said, I have chosen the 12 of you, but is one of you not a thief? He chose them to be with him. He chose them to be with him, but one of them decided to be a thief. It was what? His choice. He decided. He made that decision. So what choice are you making today? What decision are you making today? Praise the Lord. Are you making decision that will be just as short as example? Bible says for the joy that was set before him. He did what? He endured. That means nobody if you're a Barcelona fan for example you know what? You not endure watching Barcelona trash Real Madrid. You enjoy it. Am I correct? If you are a lover of Pandariam when you are hearing Everything in you is excited. And when they serve you the pandemic, hallelujah, the tongue you have not spoken in years will flash out. The hallelujah the pastor is trying to force out of you in church will come out effortlessly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Will come out effortlessly. You're like, hallelujah. Ah, praise God. We, we say, we try to, my wife will say, shout, we try to get you excited. Mm. <laughs> when you see what you love, what you enjoy, it comes out naturally. You don't endure things you enjoy. You do not endure things you enjoy, things that are easy for you. You endure what is painful. Jesus, for the joy that was said before him, he endured. You know why a lot of people do not fulfill their dream? They cannot endure. They cannot endure. So how can I go and say with my uncle? My uncle, then you wake up in the morning, then you wash five cars, and then you do that. But you need to stay with him to live in the state or in the community to be able to pursue your dream. 
you cannot endure that. The Bible says it is good that a young man should bear the body in his youth. Let him offer his cheeks to the person that will slap it. Many of you, they correct you now. Say, no, 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 I'm leaving that office. I'm leaving that office. They should pummel you now. Remove all the fats in you. All the mental fats. Do you understand? All the emotional fats. Remove it so that you become strong. And be able to carry the weight of your dream. All the draws in you. They should pummel you here and there. So go to the office. So why are you working like this? Get out of here! They should insult you. Say, is this, all, this is all you can do? This is all you can do? And throw it at your face. Ogasa, say, this is all the draw you can draw? This is all the draw? And you have been spending three nights drawing that draw. And they throw it at you. And then you run. And then you don't know where to start again. And then you endure that humiliation. You endure that, that, that despise. And it forces you to come up with something creative. That even when your God has chased you out, he cannot even, the one you gave him, he cannot conceive it. <laughs> yes, the one you gave him, that he threw at you, he cannot do it. Now, you, do you understand what I'm saying? But he said, no, no, I can't take shit. <laughs> and that's why you are still being shit about all over the place. Because you can't take that shit. I can't take that nonsense. It is good that a young man should bear the, the yoke in his youth. Let him offer his cheek to the person that will slap it. Amen? Say, ah, I cannot work in that organization. No. She be the, the employment as secretary. Why should I be doing this work as secretary? Messenger, I combine. Do it. If you dream to have an organization, do it. Hallelujah. One key thing about the life of Joseph, though he had a dream to lead nations, he had a dream where all men are bowing down to him. Amen? Though he had a dream of leading a nation, yet in the palace of Potiphar, he served joyfully. He served with delight. When he got to prison, he didn't change his attitude. He served with humility, with delightness. Some of you, if they, if they, if they just rebuke you, ah, you think they, they throw marshmallow and watermelon, I mean, marshmallow and melon combined on you, your face will be sour. From three kilometers away, we can feel, we can feel your sourness. Everybody, the, the bus conductor, the, everybody, just because he corrected you. Go and rework it. That's all he said. And your whole world has collapsed. You are not ready for the kingdom. You are not ready for the throne that God has designed for you. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him. The joy of his name being above all every other name. Hallelujah. The joy of his name being the only way, only name that gives humanity access to the Father. The joy that you and I one day will be free from the power of darkness, be translated into the kingdom of his dear son, into his kingdom. For that joy that was set before him, he endured. The problem with many of us are we have nothing set before us. What have you set before you? What are you constantly looking at every day? Every day, 
Every day. Every day. Let me tell you what, I, what I've said before me. I said before me, young men and women, coming from nowhere, with one or two little gifts here and there, but I see them. I see them commanding nations. I see them commanding whole sector. I see them taking charge. I see them becoming the policy makers. I see them becoming the people that the world, nations, are beckoning onto. For that joy, I studied. For that joy, I prayed. No salary, I prayed. No money coming from anywhere, I fasted. I'm not fasting for myself, but for the joy. I endure the pain. There are other opportunities to escape the, the pain. Oh yeah, there are lots of opportunities. <laughs> but it, I, will, I will lose what I said before me. I see it constantly. We are the hope of the next generation. Not in the political sense, though. I mean in the actual sense. Praise God. You have to have a sense of purpose. Let me tell you something. God doesn't have to choose from the rich. Nearly everybody he used were nobody when he met them. After he met them and they pursued the calling he gave them, it is the pursuant of the calling he gave them that that made them to become somebody. I love this 10-year challenge that was all over the place recently. My wife showed me AY's house, former house, where we used to live as a tenant. Vis-a-vis the house he has now built. Many of you, you think you're looking at celebrities and you're thinking, oh, they are lucky. I can never get there. Go back to their past. There was a time all they drank was Gary. But you cannot drink Gary. And I said, no, 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 no. You are eating your future. Eating your destiny. That money that you're supposed to save and used to enroll in a certification, in a program that you know will add value to your life and make you a better person. Say, no, ah, this Valentine. There will be several Valentines after now. Some people will have denied themselves of this Valentine. Some girlfriends are wise. They say, sweetheart, I know you love me. You don't need to prove it now. You're proving it several, several ways. Let's use this money you want to spend on my Valentine. Let's just do your certification program so that you can become like a Dangote or like a Microsoft. That's, a, that's how to know a wife material and a girlfriend material. No, a wife material will help you plan your resources. A taker want to eat for now. Say, hey, let's go out. Ah, you don't even take me out. You don't even take me out. You see, if you take them out, you are taken. Their eyes will catch it. The things you've never eaten in their house before. Yes. They're like, eh, eh, no, no, I want. Eh. And so there's this eatery, I think, I think Mix and Grill. I think, is it Mix and Grill or Grenade or something like that? I can't remember the name right now. So now I took this girl out. Then I said, okay, what do you want? He said, uh, uh, show her list, menu list. He says, chicken and chips. I don't know if he said chicken and chips. So they now brought the chicken and chips. You know what is common in just? Irish potato. Irish, just is the center of Irish potato. So when they brought it, you know, he said, chips, then I said, you know what? You know, I said, chips, then I said, 
Do you understand? That's how you go and call for something you don't know. And you discover that it is a bar. They are packaged. And you have made him to spend his money that he's supposed to use to probably help you and help your destiny together. Some people, they are wearing their destiny as clothes. Some people, they have gone to paint. You go, for, uh, you go to meet Okwe, for example. Because you are going for one day event. And they say, how much? It's just 50K. Say, no, 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 no. I don't want that. Uh, can I get somebody else? But this other person is expensive. How much? You say 100K. Oh, it's 100K. It's 100K. Jimmy, Jimmy will pay. Jimmy will pay. Or Sawolu will pay. Sawolu will pay. And here you are. Hello? Do you understand what I'm saying? You are, you are, you are just wasting opportunities because you do not have a sense of purpose. A sense of somebody going somewhere. Bible says Jesus, for the joy that was set before me, he endured the pain and despised the shame. The shame of repeating the same shirt Sunday by Sunday, every Sunday. But inside, you are working. You are doing certification. You are learning. You are adding value to yourself. You are increasing. Your friends are changing phone. This Aquala phone is what you have been using. What do you call it now? Parasa. Yeah, Parasa phone. That you need rubber band to tie together. But with your rubber band phone, you are doing great designs in it. You are consulting with it. Amen. You are doing all kinds of things with it. He said, I look at your Parasa phone. He said, don't, don't worry here. You despise the shame. And one day, you shut up. You emerge. Thank you. You emerge and they say, Is this not the parasaphone guy? How come is a shareholder talking among board of directors? Hallelujah! Is this not that girl that has one skirt and one and a half blouse? That's all she has. But I can see her on TV debating with the dangotes of this world. Is this not? But what happened? You have emerged. You have endured the pain. You have despised the shame. You have pursued your dream. You have lived in consistency with your God's calling upon your life. And you have become. You have evolved. You have emerged. Hallelujah. And the world will celebrate you. You will imagine Jesus' name. You will imagine Jesus' name. Young men, young women, don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Don't waste your resources. There's a future for you. That future begins now. It's in what you carry. That small idea you carry, that's what it requires. That small dream you carry, that's what it requires. It will take you around the world. It will make a celebrity of you. It will make kings to open doors for you. It will make nations to open their doors unto you. In Jesus' name, rise up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus.